Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about uh, a balance between kind of a private persona and a public persona. What exactly do you put out to the world? And with me as always is Rebecca Kroll. Hello. A relevant topic to today's world drenched in social media. (laughs) Uh, I know I personally spend too much time on Facebook, etc. So I know I'm not alone. Well, and even people who are not like celebrities have a certain amount of kind of public celebrity on the internet. Yeah, yeah. You get, you know, so many followers and whatnot. And um, so (laughs) as far as artists go and and we've talked before about the need for solitude and so on introversion common among artists there can really be a conflict between the idea that you know of your privacy at the same time um you know being human and in today's world it's kind of um expected almost that you do reveal some of yourself to people who are interested in your work well and it's the the era of the internet is just so different yes. i mean like when you were growing up you you never had this massive information sharing network that encompassed no. the whole world and where anybody could look up <laughs> anything about you um I, my generation is the last generation that will remember a time before that existed mm-hmm. and then the people who are younger than me They've grown up with it their whole lives. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think people of my age, around my age, are sometimes quite hesitant when it comes to being very open. Others are completely open. So as far as that public persona goes. And, you know, I I think it's interesting to me that people say, well, we don't want to read all about, you know, your private life and stuff, which I tend to sort of agree with. At the same time, most of us enjoy reading um, memoirs or biographies of artists, right? We kind of like to read about what they did and what their studio was like and who their friends were. And and these are maybe famous people in the past. And so now we are in the position of creating those memoirs and biographies, autobiographies ourselves. Yes. And live as they happen. Yes. <laughs> So, kind of thinking about it that way, it makes a certain amount of sense to an artist to allow people to see some of who you are. Certainly. And I think you do want to kind of curate your public persona to an extent, but you don't want it to be artificial. You want to give people the real you. Right, right. And I think it's inevitable that it's somewhat artificial because you have to find this balance between sharing and oversharing, you know, and the choices for sharing are probably going to be things you're proud of, happy about, etc., which creates a certain persona. Although, like I said, there are plenty of people that share all of it. Yeah, and I I think that sharing too much is extremely dangerous in today's culture um, because we we are in a very judgmental culture, ah. and you're almost guaranteed to offend somebody anytime you take any kind of stand on anything in your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. You know, anything you do is almost guaranteed to offend somebody. Yeah. You know, and and I 
I'm, I'm sure that I've offended people who listen to this podcast before with <laughs> things that I've said. And I try, I try to kind of, you know, moderate my, what I put out into the world and try to not offend anybody, but it's almost impossible not to. Well, if you, if you're just being yourself and I guess all you can do is be somewhat conscious of how you come across and, um, I think you've been pretty good so far, Ross. Just just keep it under control. <laughs> um, I think it's it's a really complicated subject. I have talked to many artists who don't want to be on social media at all. It's like yeah, and who can blame them. them? I mean, that seems to be kind of the newest trend. Actually, is people mm-hmm. are just getting off of social media well, and. There are lots of people that get tired of it and fed up and they leave. There are lots of people that have never even tried it. And I guess to be realistic, that's a bit of a drawback in this particular era that we live in if you're really hard to locate online. Now, lots of artists have a website, and that's certainly a very professional, straightforward way of presenting yourself. Um, And... You know, they're really important. Websites are super important. Um, so then there's this other dimension that goes beyond all that. I, I think that we tend to think of social media as being kind of equivalent to the way that we interact with people in the real world. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is that they're very different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can get into heated arguments online with people that if we had that discussion in real life, there's so much communication that happens in tone of voice and yes. in the, just your body language and the way that you're acting that is not conveyed online. Right. And so it's, it's very easy to get into these kind of heated arguments with people on the internet that if you were, were sitting in a cafe talking with this person in real life, you would certainly find common ground. You would be able to, to have a civil discussion. Mm-hmm. Nobody would get upset. Mm-hmm. You'd, you know, nobody would, you know, get up and throw their food in the air and walk out. <laughs> well, if you, if you're, if you have a side of yourself that's confrontational, I guess, you know, it's a pretty safe way to let it out in your comments and things. Well, yeah. And in, in some ways, it's it's people perceive it as safe. And in some ways, it's very unsafe to do that because you're putting it out there in front of the whole world. Yeah. You know, especially if you have like a public Facebook page. Yeah. I, I think that what I'm trying to say is that our interactions online are not the same as the way that we interact with people. No, I totally and And you kind of need to realize that like what people see of you online is is detached from reality. Well, it's a, it's a very edited version. It is. And so I guess our job if we engage in this is to edit wisely. <laughs> yeah. So you want to have enough of your real self out there that people can connect with it, mm-hmm. but you don't want to overengage online. Mhm. And you you can also, you know, educate yourself about how to keep certain things private. Um for example, on Facebook, you can create a list of your actual friends, your actual family that might be 20 names or something. And then if you had something that you wanted to tell everyone and you didn't want to broadcast it to all your friends, you know, you can do that. And and I did that when my mother died. I did not want to put it on Facebook. Um, mainly, I just felt like it was a private thing. And I, I know that people would be sympathetic, but... I couldn't, I just didn't want to deal with that. I did, I just felt it was somehow inappropriate. And so I told my 20 friends or whatever, and that was just fine. When I did talk about her death was when, quite a bit later, when it had influenced a painting that I did. And then it seemed 
like part of the conversation. This painting had to do with her death. And so I could, I revealed that information, but it was in a certain context. And that felt good to me. I, I, I just, you just have to go with your gut. Yeah. And what, with what you're comfortable with, definitely. Yeah. And the other thing you can do is as we both have our public Facebook pages and our private Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the, the public one is, is there as a public persona page. It's there for engaging with the public. Um, and then your private one is more for like your personal friends and family and your connections. Well, and, and I know yours is like that. What What's happened with my accounts is that, of course, I do have the artist page. The, they're both fairly public. And I get much more interaction on my private page. So when I, I only post things that I'm comfortable sharing with everyone because that's really who sees it mm-hmm. because I want the, I want them both to be public because it's mostly art related. So occasionally I put on something else. I'll put, I went on a trip or, you know, a picture of one of the pets or something, you know, but I, I just, I am quite reserved about that, you know, and I think one of the things that really happens a lot is that people host other people's stuff. Um, not, I'm not talking about sharing someone's post, but let's say you take a photo of a friend and you just put it on Facebook routinely. Lots of people do this. I do it sometimes. If I know my friend is on Facebook and wouldn't object, but I think you have to be a little bit careful about that. And typically, like if I take photos in a workshop, I'll say, does anyone object if I use these for publicity or put them on Facebook? Nobody, hardly anybody ever does. Um, I think it's a bit of an issue with with minor children who are too young to have a say in this. Um, How much do you want to broadcast your children or your grandchildren, uh, their faces, their lives, the details of their lives? Oh, yeah. And this is another very common thing. And I, I totally get it. I mean, it's a big part of your life. Well, and, and funny story, a, a friend of mine um, has a daughter and they posted a picture of her eating an ice cream cone on the Internet and uh, on Facebook, I believe. And their their child has like a very kind of emotive face. And, yeah. and so she was just like really like engaged in this ice cream cone. And it actually got turned into a meme. Oh. <laughs> and as so her daughter's like kind of like internet famous like i i guarantee you anybody who's listening to this who's like like chances are you've seen this meme and how old is this child at the time she was i think like five or six years yeah. old and now she's like you know in in school i mean like i think she was maybe in kindergarten when the photo was taken and like all of her friends have seen this meme and stuff the girl with the ice cream cone exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. well and i mean think about you know, I've joked with you sometimes about, oh, can I put this baby picture of you up on Facebook because it's cute or something? And and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, whatever. Yeah, I don't even like the photos of myself that I posted myself on the internet right. 10 years ago, you know? <laughs> so you, you put this cute stuff of your child and, and I think at least uh, maybe it's all different now because it's so accepted. But I know um, like for your generation or kids a little bit, people that are a little bit older now, it's like, I don't want my baby pictures online. <laughs> so I don't know. That's, I, I totally understand the urge to do it. I mean, if I had 
been able to share baby pictures when you guys are little, who knows what I would have done, but I'm a bit removed from it. I don't have grandchildren and I kind of look at it and cringe just a little bit because I think, do they want you to do that? Do well, and I suppose that? that probably the kids that have grown up in that culture. It's in, fine. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. All my friends have all their baby photos. Online. Yeah. Like they don't even question it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so these things are all changing very rapidly. <laughs> um, so. So in terms of just sort of personal safety, I think that's what people, like people I know that say they don't want to engage in social media at all, it usually gets down to they're a little worried about their personal safety somehow. Someone's going to uh, start um, harassing them in some way because they've put themselves out there and not just online, like they're afraid somebody will knock on their door or something. And... I think that's a realistic fear. I mean, the, the, the reality of the situation is that if somebody wants to stalk you, they it, the tools are far more available to them to do so now than at any that, other time. That's very true. Yeah. Um, but, you know... There, the those everybody is, else is just as or more exposed than you are. Mm -hmm. So you know, in a sea of you know seven billion people on the planet or whatever, yeah, unless someone of, had a, a personal vendetta or something. Yeah, yeah. If, and you know, if somebody does have a personal problem with you and some reason to go after you, then it's far more easy for them to do so now. Yeah, and it's something that you really need to be aware of. And yeah, um, even for things like just kind of overall internet safety, like how you, what, you know, how many websites have your credit card on file? Mm -hmm. You know, um, mm -hmm. the, uh, uh, what was it? Equifax that got hacked not yeah, too long ago and yeah, a whole yeah. bunch of credit information was yeah. exposed. And I mean, I, I understand that fear. I, I understand that kind of, um, uh, maybe it's a bit of sticking head in sand and saying, if I, if no one, if I don't see anyone, no one can see me kind of thing. <laughs> But but there is a downside to it when you're when you're engaged in an art career. Yeah, an, an art career is by definition a public career. Right. It's something that you're doing in front mm -hmm. of everybody else, and you kind of got to be willing to put yourself out there a little bit. Right, and one thing I really notice, and this doesn't have to do with social media, but with um, websites, how many many websites never say where the person lives or works. <laughs> and you, I mean, I've played detective and looked at their, their resume or their CD to try to figure out, okay, is this person in what state? Are they even, are they in the U.S.? Are they in another country? And then trying to decide from where they have exhibits and things where they might live. And the reason I might be curious has to do with, well, am I traveling to that area or would I have a chance of meeting this person or seeing their work somewhere or it's just where we live informs what we do. It's inevitable. So somebody who lives in New York City has is coming from a different place, literally, than somebody that lives in the countryside of Wisconsin, you know. And so I it's one of my pet peeves when I, I look at a website and I see nothing, no no personal information. Many, many websites you can only contact the person by an online submission, right? They don't give you their email, their phone number, anything. Um, my stuff has been on there for years on my website, all my contact info. Very, very rarely has anyone disturbed me at home. I mean, just, and I'm just talking just a phone call. Um, it's just not been a problem. 
and maybe I'm lucky, but I just sort of started out in the beginning saying, I want people to be able to find me. You know, I want them to engage with my work and with me and possibly visit my studio and all those things. I think at the bare minimum, you have to have an email address that you're willing to give to just about anybody, you know, because that is like kind of the most appropriate way to contact somebody either through a social media account or through an email. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it also says to me, if I see that someone's put their email on there, okay, they are, they are okay with me contacting them. You know, that's kind of a personal touch that, yeah, I'm, I'm not just giving you this sort of robot form here. <laughs> well, and from like a, just a sales perspective, um, in terms of wanting to market your work, mm -hmm. um, sales is all about personal connections with people. Yeah. And you have to be willing to build a relationship with the people who are purchasing your work. Yeah. And I, and here, you know, I am talking about like your personal website. I mean, if you're running a business or something, I totally get the the form. You know, maybe there's different people working and, you know, all that. It's it's less personal when it's more than one contact. But I would I would urge people to <laughs> consider your decisions about your website and and how open you want to be. Um, and so we've we've talked about Facebook, but Facebook, as I understand it, is kind of well, you know, it's sort of like passe right now, right? Like everybody's on Instagram. Yeah, except for me. Except for Ross, because he doesn't like Instagram. I, I have personal beef with Instagram. Um, I have a page for my business and um, on Facebook, and I was boost, boosting posts, and I was contacted through Facebook saying, hey, how would you like to come over to Instagram? And you can boost your posts on Facebook, and they will also boost on Instagram. And I said, great. Okay, I'll make an Instagram account. And uh, shortly after I created the account, I uploaded some images for my business, and they were immediately flagged as being, I guess, advertising or something. And so I, they wanted you to pay for it. No, they, they, I have no idea why this was counter to, like, they said that I was in violation of their terms for posting, like, advertising content. And I'm like, you, you asked me to come to your platform <laughs> to advertise my business, you know? And, yeah. and so I, I went into, I, I tried to contact Instagram and I found out that the only way to contact them was, um, through their Facebook page, through Instagram's Facebook page. And I contacted them. I offered to send them my articles of organization, whatever kind of documents they wanted about my business. And they never got back to me. And so yeah. since then, I have been on a personal boycott against Instagram. Although there is, I want to say... An Instagram messy studio page. <laughs> yes, there is. And there, and, <laughs> Which I manage. <laughs> and you know what? Lots of people have businesses on Instagram and yeah. never have any problem. I don't know why I was singled out, um, but... Uh, you pushed a wrong button somewhere. Yeah, I've, I have no idea what but I could have done. Aside, but. And that's interesting because you rarely hear anything negative about Instagram. And, and if people are using it in a more uh, business forward kind of way, then, you know... Uh, they might run into something like this. Artists in general are super enthusiastic about Instagram. And, and I think I've started to get more involved with it myself. And I think, you know, when we're talking about privacy issues and uh, how much to reveal, that is one thing people love about it because it's very much about images only. And 
so you can, you know, you scroll down through your feed or whatever, and you see all this great artwork, and you can dig deeper. I mean, usually people on their on their profile page would have a website or something, so you can, you know, maybe friend them on Facebook or something if you want to get a little deeper into their who they are, what they do. Um, but but it's kind of a pure thing. It's very image pure, at least in the art world, and. I, I've only been doing it for a while, and I'm really bad about doing it very often. <laughs> I put something up when I have a new painting, usually. But in between, I can't think of anything to put on there. And um, I know I, I need to work on this because people, it is really a place where collectors, art collectors go. And it's a place where you can feel comfortable with just showing your artwork and not necessarily going on about yourself. So I think that's very positive. And... Lots of artists I know are kind of using Facebook less and less. And you can post back and forth, but I mean, they can show both places. Yeah, I think that that Facebook is kind of on the decline. I mean, there were the kind of privacy issues that were in the news not too long ago. And um, I think that people are becoming increasingly um, uncomfortable with Facebook. And I'm not sure if Instagram is going to be the long-term kind of replacement for Facebook. But I think unless something changes drastically, there's going to be some kind of social media replacement. And if you're using Facebook as for promoting your artwork or for promoting a business, um, I think that it, the, the right move is to start looking at other social media accounts mm-hmm. And um, kind of what kind of platform might be replacing Facebook in the future. And there's a bunch of them out there that are becoming increasingly popular. There's Mines, there's Steemit. They all have various quirks and features and reasons why people might go there. But none of them have taken off the way that Facebook did. Um, But, you know, remember that before Facebook, everyone had MySpace. Mm. And MySpace was... I never did. Yeah, but MySpace, <laughs> MySpace was had a monopoly on social media the same way that Facebook oh, does now. It was and always the, more of a young person. Yeah. Yeah. But the I mean, these things don't last forever. I see and your point. Yeah. As as your career grow, goes forward, your art career, right. you, sh- you need to be keeping track of like what social media platforms are rising, what are falling, you know, mm-hmm. and where do you need to be in order to be found by whatever demographic is buying your work. Yeah, really good point. Um, and I think if you, you know, I felt some resistance to Instagram initially because I thought, huh, I'm already doing Facebook. How many things can I handle? But what you're saying makes sense. I like have to look ahead a little bit, maybe cut back on Facebook, put more energy into Instagram. And like I said, I do I do like it. I like the, the emphasis on the visual. One of the thing, one of the pieces of advice that I suppose it's true for whatever reason you're using Instagram, but especially for artists, advice is to kind of create a bit of a story. So we're back again to that the personal aspect. So really, the I mean the lots of articles I've read about it say don't just post your paintings. Post you know what you're looking at or what does your studio look like today or you know that sort of thing. All related to art but you're creating a story about yourself. And there is part of me, honestly, that resists that. I feel like it's a bit artificial to make a big deal about my own life. Um, but but it also makes, <laughs> it makes sense, I guess. 
so I think as artists, we can ask ourselves how much of our own story is important to our work and how much of our own story is important for other people understanding our work. You know, what, what do other people, what would benefit other people to know about us that will bring them further into what we do in the studio? Sure. What What is it that's from your life that actually relates to the work? Yeah. Like you were saying with the death of your mother, you know, it wasn't relevant to mm-hmm. what, you know, what you're putting out into the world as it relates to your art until you create a painting kind of yes. about it. And then it becomes part of the story and it's something that right. you need to share with your audience. And some people pretty quickly as a way when something bad happens, pretty quickly begin to process that in their work. And so... Yeah, I mean, it is part of who they are and what they're doing. And art, is, art is personal by nature. It is personal, and that is the whole, the whole conundrum we're working with here: is how personal, how public, what of your personal self is relevant. What what might you put out there just to have people say, "Hey, you know, she's a regular person," you know, <laughs> like get, kind of humanize everything, and. That is something, again, that w- that historically people have been interested in artists in their private lives. Uh, of course, they're usually dead and, you know, those biographies are usually about people that aren't around anymore. Uh, they can't even argue with any of it. So we are, we are, we have control. We're creating our own stories and we're creating the context in which they're seen. Well, and I think that that's the beautiful thing about the internet and the age that we're in is that, you know, in years past, it was a biographer who would end up interpreting mm-hmm. your personal life story, you know, should people be interested in it. And now it's you have the opportunity to kind of craft your own narrative, mm-hmm. which may or may not be very objective. but <laughs> Well, it certainly won't be. But I think that that's kind of the point. <laughs> you, know, you don't want somebody else telling your story for you. After you die, somebody else could write it up, right? Yeah. That'll be the official biography. But Although I think that what we can both agree on is that there is one thing that you should never post on Facebook. What is that? And and that is pictures of your an injury. You know. If, oh, if that's you, my pet peeve. If you, if you, if you, <laughs> I seem to have more than one, but if yeah. You, if you get hurt. <laughs> If you slice your hand open with a kitchen knife, we don't want to see it. Don't post a picture of it on Facebook. <laughs> no, that just makes me want to close the whole thing down. So <laughs> I I personally will never post a picture of an injury. So just reassuring anyone who's looking at my stuff. Um, yeah, it's funny. There is an urge. Many people have that urge. <laughs> yeah, look at my owie. We've yeah. been we've been doing it since we were like three years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh well and you know some people i'm quite fond of do this so i don't want to be it's just it's just odd to me that's all <laughs> anyway um yeah so it's a we live in these times we need to consider these things right right anything else you want to add i think that about wraps it up okay <laughs> That about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. You can find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. Make sure to check out www.coldwaxbook.com and www.rebeccacroll.com and sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, or Stitcher, and leave us a rating and a review. Remember to share the show with friends and family and anyone who you think will enjoy it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment.
In the meantime, embrace your own creative space, messy or otherwise. <laughs>